Fire Nation in the house, JLD here, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. Check out our free podcasting course so that you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast, freepodcastcourse.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Andrew Cushman. Andrew, are you prepared to ignite? I am. Light the fuse, my friend. (laughs) Andrew's a former chemical engineer and alpine ski instructor who jumped into real estate by flipping homes starting back in 2007, 2007. After successfully flipping houses right through the big crash in 2011, he transitioned into apartment syndication. In the last six years, he's acquired 1,646 units, almost as many units as podcast episodes I've done. Andrew, (laughs) take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, I uh, live here in Southern California, not far from Disneyland. Uh, I love to surf and do backcountry skiing, and I've got a wonderful wife and two little boys. Uh, when I'm not chasing uh, chasing those boys around, they're they're five and three, so they're pretty <laughs> high energy. Um, my uh, my business is a, is apartment syndication, and so kind of what that's like is. Uh, it allows people to pool resources to share benefit they otherwise wouldn't be able to get. So, like, uh, if you're going to go on a cruise, you don't buy a cruise ship. You you pay for a week, and so do a few hundred other people, and then everyone gets to go and, and enjoy the benefit of that cruise ship. And that's what syndication is. It's pooling uh, investor money to so that you have a larger amount so that you can do things you and share in benefits you otherwise wouldn't be able to do. So let's now talk about what you consider your area of expertise, Andrew. I mean, you've built it over the past few years. What is that? Break it down. Our area of expertise is value-add B&C apartment complexes in the, I'd say, one to 200 unit size. So we're looking for the needle in a haystack, especially in this this hot market now, where we can find a property that is undervalued, whether that means it could be undermanaged or maybe the rents haven't been, uh, haven't been kept up with the market or maybe the owners have kind of let it get a little dilapidated. We find that property get it under contract, and then we're going to reposition it. We're going to go in and we're going to improve the community, um, add uh, amenities, give better service to the residents, um, you know, increase the, the, the landscaping, the curb appeal. And in doing that, we earn the right to uh, charge higher rents and thus create greater value for our investors. Uh, that is, that's kind of the, the in essence of what we're doing with each property we're looking for. What's an example of you improving the community, you know, besides what you just mentioned, like the shrubs and the, you know, overall like grass and and that kind of stuff? There was a property we bought in Fort Worth, Texas, and it was in a fairly rough area. And I was walking through one day and, you know, let's say the the demographics were 100% non-Caucasian, so I stick out like a sore thumb walking through. And so what that means is, is people will run out their doors and, and ask me questions like, oh, hey, are, are you the owner or whatever? And so I, you know, really, I'm not the owner. The investors are. So that happened. A lady came out. She's like, hey, are you the owner? I said, well, I work for the owners. How can I help you? And she reaches up and she goes, high five. I'm like, uh, okay. So I give her a <laughs> high five. 
And she's like, do you like barbecue? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm from Texas, you know. Um, and she's like, yeah, all right, next time you're out here, my husband and I are going to make you barbecue. And, and she went on and she just went on to thank us for cleaning up that community because before we had gotten it, it was crime ridden. It was run down. The units weren't cared for. And so we had come in. We had evicted all the drug dealers. We had, we had evicted all the people who weren't, you know, would party at night and disrupt, disrupt the community. You know, we had fixed broken sewer lines. We had put in new flooring and carpet, and so so that's that, that's probably that's a good story. That kind well, of in- I mean, I watched The Wire, Andrew. I know it's not that <laughs> simple. So, uh, like, like it, it sounds even it could be a little dangerous. So, like, what? How do you do that the right way? Candidly, we don't do those that kind of rough properties anymore. Oh. Um, yeah, there's a, and there's a lot of different reasons for that. Uh, but the, the doing it the right way, if you are if you are in something like that, number one is get the get the local police department involved and on your side before you even buy the thing, and then hire the right team to be on site all the time so that you have control of the property. So, what's one value bond that you can drop in your area of expertise? Like, what's something that we don't know that you know? Because I mean, heck, it's your area of expertise. That would be that it is just as easy to go big as it is to go small. So it is easier, it is as easy, or in many cases easier, to buy a 100-unit complex as it is to buy a 10-unit complex. And it's, it's all this, other than that you're going to need more, more financing, obviously, if you can solve that, it's the same amount of work. You got to get the same environmental report. You have to do the same lease audit. You have to do bids with contractors. You have to find the right team, get the right staff. And it's actually easier with the, the bigger you go because you have more efficiencies of scale. And then also, once you get past a certain point, and for me, it's roughly 75 units or so, that property will support economically full-time professional on-site staff right. and that is a key, that is a huge key yeah that's a game changer not only does it run your property better but it helps make sure that your property doesn't run you because you have people there to handle the day-to-day and you can be the asset manager and steer the ship rather than run around and do everything on deck andrew you've had some struggles in your entrepreneurial journey so take us to what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date tell us that story I was jumping from flipping single-family homes to getting into the apartment business. I had a 92-unit, mostly vacant apartment complex on the other side of the country under contract. I needed to raise $1.2 million. It had to be cash. This was back in 2011, so there was no financing back then. And I thought I had it raised. Um, I was already, you know, going. We were, we'd already gone hard, which means our deposit was non-refundable. So at this point, between the deposit and all the the fees and the bank fees and the third-party reports, I was into this thing for for six figures. And uh, I was like, a couple of weeks before closing, two of my biggest investors backed out, and each one of them was four hundred grand. So I lost eight hundred thousand dollars just a few weeks before closing. Oof. And I, my heart sank. I was like, holy – I mean this is our first one. We hadn't built out our network. We had no reputation. I'm like, how, how are we going to fill an $800,000 hole in, in a matter of weeks? And we did. Fortunately, um, our mentor jumped in and helped us network and find some people. We just really went out to everybody we could think of. And we went to the seller and said, hey, could you carry a note? They agreed. We negotiated some extensions to the contract. And it took all, all in all, I think, six months to, to finally raise the last dollar. Uh, but we did it. And we wouldn't be here if we, if we hadn't, um, hadn't have done that. So a couple of things that we learned from that 
is number one, especially in the beginning, if you're raising money, raise 150% of what you think you're going to need. Mm. Because, you know, number one, just things happen. You know, grandma passes away and, and you know, they need, to, they need to go put a bunch of money towards that and take the time or someone buys a, a new lake house. Or, and in our case, what happened was, and this is the second the second lesson is that vet anyone that you're going to depend on because both of these guys had each committed $400,000. And one of the mistakes I made is I did not get them to show me the, a bank statement with the money. So one of them was was actually – had been a friend for a couple of years and he said, yeah, I'm, put, I'm in for four hundred grand." I asked him like 10 times. Like every week I'd ask him, right? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. Well, then it turns out he actually never had the money. And then shortly thereafter, ended up getting his house foreclosed on and filed personal bankruptcy. You know, so I didn't, I didn't vet him well enough. And then the other guy, he did have the money, but I did a poor job of drawing out of him his expert, uh, expectations. And it turns out he wanted to be a controlling partner. And when uh, you know, Converse that came up, and we're like, well, no, that's not the structure. That's not how it's going to be. Then he wanted to go off and do his do his own thing. And so that was the other four hundred thousand dollars. So all mm-hmm. of a sudden. You know, we need 1.2 million and we've got like a couple of hundred grand. So, Fire Nation, good rule of thumb. If you're raising money 150%, make it happen. And I think it was Reed Hoffman actually who said this the other day. This, this guy is the founder of uh, LinkedIn, et cetera. He's mm-hmm. like, always raise like as much money as you can because you just, you never know when you're going to need it. And, you know, worst case scenario, you can either give it back or you can just, you know, save it for that rainy day. So, you know, when you raise money, don't just try to get to that 100% mark. Shoot for the moon. Get past that, you know, protect yourself so you don't have those situations that AC ran into. Now, on the flip side, AC, you've had a lot of great ideas, a lot of wonderful aha moments. But take us to one of those aha moments that you think would be very helpful for our listeners, for entrepreneurs, uh, and tell us that story. Probably going to sound silly to a lot of the Fire Nation, um, but for me, my aha moment was <clears throat> actually way back at the beginning when we were just starting to get into the flipping business. And I, you know, I had read, we had read some stuff online, and I was sitting there making phone calls, trying to get that first deal. I mean, just really struggling to get that first deal in between my full time job and other responsibilities. And one of the things holding me back is, is I had a hang up about paying for non-traditional education or mentors or masterminds. And my wife finally helped get me over that. And I went ahead and and paid for a mentor and paid for some education and then eventually uh, joined a mastermind. And that has made all the a world of difference in our business we wouldn't be anywhere near where we where we are now let's get a little granular there like maybe just give one example of how being part of that mastermind of how investing in yourself has just made this massive exponential difference in your business and life so let's see, about four something years ago, I joined a mastermind called GoBundance. And uh, it's, a, it's an incredible mastermind. Uh, and it's not just focused on wealth building. It's focused on all the different aspects of life. But by joining that, that mastermind, I am surrounded by guys who are, are just driven entrepreneurs, far more successful than me. And, you know, like you say it at the end of every podcast, you're, you're the average of the five yeah. people you hang out with, right? And so I'm hanging out with like 130 guys who are all multimillionaires and just successful in every different walk of life and, you know, financially, 
business-wise, relationships, their, you know, health and fitness, all those things. And by spending time with those guys, it, it guides me, it directs me, it challenges me, it holds me accountable. And then also, when I don't know how to do something, I just reach out to, that, to someone in that group who's already figured it out and say, hey, can you help me with this? And I mean, it's it's made a world of difference. And they also have their own set of troubles and, and problems and, and struggles, and that's where you can combine powers. You know, I like like that Captain Planet cartoon back in the day. It's like with our powers combined, we're Captain Planet. And when you're part of a mastermind, part of this trusted group of individuals who are successful, who are um, you know enthusiastic, who are mindset of abundance type thinkers, mm-hmm. um, like what problem can't be solved? Because somebody's gone through it. Somebody's gone through that struggle and has that solution, whether it be that connection, you know, to that CPA or that legal team or this path or that path. So Fire Nation, invest in yourself. And Andrew, speaking of today, 2017, what are you most fired up about right now? I just love the the opportunity that that each day presents, you know, and maybe part of it's living in Southern California. Every morning is sunny and bright, right? <laughs> it but, helps. Um, <laughs> yeah, Same in Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but, you know, I get up in the morning and it's just like, man, what new connection am I going to make today? What new person am I going to meet? You know, who, who am I going to end up helping? Uh, am I going to find the next deal today? Uh, and, and that's, I love doing the deals. I love finding the needle in the haystack and, and improving communities. And then for our investors, giving people income opportunities they, they otherwise wouldn't have. Um, and just, I, I love doing that. I love being involved in that. And, and uh, it's just uh, something I look forward to every day. Well, Fire Nation, Andrew's value bombs aren't stopping in the lightning round, which we're going to be crushing as soon as we thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, can I ask you a personal question? Are you suffering from LBNI? (laughs) Don't feel scared. That's just an acronym for learning but never implementing. You know I love my acronyms. If your answer is yes, then great news. My friend Billie Jean has the perfect solution. Grab a pen or turn on some major memory power. On August 31st, 2017, Billie Jean is hosting a private workshop for marketers and entrepreneurs at the Hard Rock Hotel in downtown San Diego. He's laying it all on the table and has one goal in mind to have every attendee leave with a Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube ad ready to launch. What? So if you're ready to kick LBNI to the curb, visit buildadswithbilly.com and reserve your spot today. This workshop is almost sold out, so be sure to check it out at buildadswithbilly.com. If you've ever found yourself drowning in spreadsheets and fending off emails left and right, then you know what it feels like to be overwhelmed. Today is the day you finally put a stop to it by finding the right software that will help you increase your productivity tenfold. How? With Capterra.com. Capterra is an easy-to-use software comparison site with over 400 categories of business software for you to choose from. So whether you need help with website building, customer service, or project management, Capterra.com is a place to go. They have ratings and reviews from actual software users just like you, so you get honest feedback and a variety of software all in one place. And the best part, using Capterra is absolutely free. No obligation, no need to register, just a lot of time saved. Visit capterra.com slash fire and join millions of people who have used Capterra every month. That's capterra.com slash fire to find the software that will help you save time every day. Capterra, C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash fire. 
Andrew, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Let's do it, my friend. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I didn't know what my entrepreneurial calling was. I mean, when I was five years old, I did little business. You know, I'd collect golf balls around the golf course, clean them up, and then take my red wagon and sell them back to the guys who had just lost them a few hours earlier, you know? Um, and I, so going in, in high school, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know what that was going to be. So I got a chemical engineering degree, so I'd have a good income. And then once I got married, my wife and I tried everything. We we did online stores. We destroyed our house making popcorn one weekend, flavored <laughs> popcorns. You know, and we looked into vending. We did all these things. You know, each thing made a little bit of money, but we're like, okay, this this was going to be kind of a job. And and, and everything then, taught you something as well. Yeah, exactly. We learned a lot. It was fun. We had a blast. It was fun. I mean, we don't regret any of it at all. Um, And so it just took us a few years to discover real estate and figure out, okay, that's our entrepreneurial calling. What's the best advice you've ever received? Don't make snow angels in a dog park. But no. Um, <laughs> That's right next to you. Don't eat the yellow snow. I get it. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it's be relentlessly persistent. So when a quick story, when, when my wife and I kind of first met and I found this out later, I was so bad talking on the phone that she would make a list of things that to have, sit, to have next to her to keep the conversation going. Right. And so when I, when we, when we went into flipping houses, it involved called cold, cold calling people in pre foreclosure. So I went into a business that required being on the phone all day when I was no good on the phone. And so it and that's also it's not a fun conversation calling people and say hey tell me about your financial problems I'm here to help you know most it doesn't go over well and so it took me four thousand five hundred and seventy six calls to get my first deal but if I hadn't made that many calls I would not be an entrepreneur today or at least not anywhere where we are now wow and every one of those phone calls you learn something Fire Nation just like it took me. Somewhere around 574 podcast episodes before I actually got good. What's a personal <laughs> habit that contributes to your success? So every night, the last thing I do before I go to bed is I review all my goals, uh, update them on whatever progress I made that day, and then finish planning out in detail uh, what the next day is going to look like. Share an internet resource with Fire Nation. I really like Todoist, T-O-D-O-I-S-T. It's a great task management and scheduling system, and it syncs with Google Calendar and all that kind of stuff as well. If you could recommend one book, what would it be and why? Uh, It's an old one, but it's a good one, How to Win Friends and Influence People, because no matter what business we're in, everything revolves around relationships and people. Um, you know, even if it's a numbers-based business, which mine really kind of is uh, analyzing deals, it still comes down to relationships with the broker and the sellers and then the tenants and then your property managers. It, it all boils down to people. And then without people, it doesn't really mean much anyway. Andrew, let's end today on Fire Brother with a parting piece of guidance. The best way we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Parting guidance is, I would say, as an entrepreneur, always practice R&D. And in in the corporate world, that means research and development. But what I'm talking about is R&D is rip off and duplicate. And then I don't mean that in the malicious sense. What I mean is, you know, somebody else has figured it out ahead of you. And even if it's not, you know, your exact business model, someone's figured out pieces or bits or systems and go out, whether it's just work for them for free or hire them or listen to great podcasts like like EO Fire. 
learn what has already been done and then just go duplicate it and execute it. And I've I've found that that has just accelerated our business um, doing that, just learning from others, both their successes and from their failures. Uh, best way to best way to connect with me. Uh, you know, I'm on Bigger Pockets. I'm on LinkedIn. Our website, or our, our our company is Vantage Point Acquisitions. The website is just vpacq.com. There's a contact us form on there. I personally respond to to any emails through there, and uh, yeah, I love to connect and meet up with uh, other other entrepreneurs. Well, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You have been hanging out with AC and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com type andrew in the search bar his show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today these are the best show notes in the biz timestamps links galore and of course check out his podcast bigger pockets and everything else that he mentioned which will be linked up on the show notes page and andrew thank you for sharing your journey with fire nation today for that we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side i really enjoyed it take care Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Andrew today and create your dream life one step at a time. How, you ask? Well, my book, How to Finally Win, will be your guide. Visit howtofinallywin.com to learn more and I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. If you suffer from learning but never implementing, then great news. My friend Billy Jean has the cure because on August 31st, 2017, he's hosting a private workshop for marketers and entrepreneurs, and he's got one goal in mind, to have every attendee leave with a Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube ad ready to launch. Visit buildadswithbilly.com and reserve your spot today.